Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is episode 65 on the Merry Biz podcast with Kimberly Rich. Welcome to Merry Biz. Get inspired to live your best life and learn what it takes to create an epic business from the world's most amazing entrepreneurs. We're your hosts, Emma and Carla Pappas. Let's get our Merry Biz on. Today's guest is the creator of the Bold Life Movement, a success coaching firm and popular podcast on iTunes. She empowers people worldwide to embrace unconventional living, to create life on their own terms, and to live audaciously in the pursuit of happiness. And we are so super excited to welcome Kimberly Rich to the hashtag Mermis podcast. Woo! Woo! <laughs> We're super Hi, pumped guys. to have you, Kimberly. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat and catch up and yeah. to be on the show. Awesome. Well, the very first question is, of course, what has been on your agenda today? Oh, I love that. So I recently became exposed to this thing called theme days, which I heard about from Mike Vardy. He runs productivityist.com. And he was speaking at the World Domination Summit and he was talking about theme days and how it helps him to be more productive. So I've recently implemented that in my life and Tuesday is podcast day. Yeah. 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 So it works out perfectly that you all are interviewing me on the same day that I conduct my interviews and I do all my planning and my outreach. And um, yeah, it's just been like super helpful having each day of the week uh, with its own theme. So oh, totally. today's been all things podcast. Yeah, we call that batching. We're like all about batching. That's yeah. so perfect because so Wednesday our, is our podcast, podcast day. <laughs> oh, right. Time zones. Yeah, that's so cool. That's right. So what are like your other themes that you have going this week? So Monday is my engagement day where I do all my social media and like content planning around any sort of engagement that I might be doing. Tuesday's podcast. Wednesday is my online writing, which could be blog posts for my site or guest posts or newsletters. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, batching. Like you can't. And then Thursday is my training day where I learn from courses that I've purchased and I just kind of like focus on learning in addition to holding coaching hours. And then Friday is my sales day and coaching hours. Wow. I love um, that you have a training day. I love that. We should do that. Yeah. I just think we batch, but like we don't do like 
sometimes you know we forget that we should read a book or that we wanted to learn something or listen to a podcast that someone told us about Mm. so i think that is freaking awesome and it means that you are so focused on everything you want to focus on (laughs) exactly and i'm i'm like a big nerd so i made a visual and like watercolored it and i put it my desk so i'll send you guys that icon i don't know if you show notes but you're welcome to use it or share it or post it so i found it very helpful oh that's freaking awesome okay so the bold life movement i love this i know what it is but i would love you to tell everyone what is the bold life movement and what does it mean to live a bold life Sure. So the Bold Life Movement originally started as just a means for me to share stories that hopefully would inspire people to kind of go after things that they want, whether they whether or not they think someone's going to judge them or they might fail at it or it makes them uncomfortable, like just really stepping outside of their comfort zone and seeing that a lot of really amazing things can come from that. Mm-hmm. And it grew from from just sort of a blog originally to a coaching practice. And now I help people who are you know, driven by a mission and a voice to really get over the fear of sharing that voice mm-hmm. and and create their personal brands and to do so in like a really authentic manner. Because mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're posting things publicly or you're trying to help people or, um, you know, speak out about something that moves you and you're starting to move away from your why and you're starting to become misaligned with that message, it's going to show and you're not going to have any traction in your business. So that's what I'm like really focused on these days. Oh, oh I love so it so epic. much. I mean, it's such a big thing, isn't it? The whole fear getting in the way of pursuing, you know, your wildest dreams or even like the tiniest dream. Like what... Like, what's your feelings around fear and what do you do to get over fears? Sure. So I'll use the the inception of the Bold Life Movement as an example. When I first came up with the idea, I was so petrified to even tell, like, my best friends. And it was just a blog. You know, yeah. it wasn't even, like, a business or anything. And I was like, people are going to think that this name is so lame and I'm, like, really nerding out over it. And I was just, I was sweating and like shaking just to tell people. And once I realized that like, this is something that's really important to me and I'm really interested in it and I'm passionate about it, then it's easier to kind of put aside the irrational, the irrational fears that go along with that and know, okay, my friends and my family support me. Anyone who doesn't probably isn't someone that I want to be, um, I don't know, hanging out with or sharing these important things with anyway. And so I think just like getting back to that why again and and knowing that when you're excited about something, other people can get excited about it too. Mm. It's so funny how we worry about what other people are going to think. Oh, totally. (laughs) It's so bizarre. It is really – and it really, it started when we were just kids as well. Like I remember thinking that like when I was in primary school – yeah. Yeah. Do you guys deal with I'm flipping this on you now. I'm used to being in the interview. <laughs> um, do you all deal with haters? You, I know you have a big following, but is that something you've had to deal with yet? You know, like every now and again, yes, and we get really mean, bizarre comments. Um mm-hmm. Remember that random, yeah, that, that random email that I got the oh, other yeah, day about, like, um, the podcast and we that, got, we, yeah. Yeah, that we should, like, just stop? Yeah, someone told us we're boring <laughs> and stop putting whatever – stop doing everything we're doing. Like, stay in your box. Like, yeah. she actually said that. Yeah. But, but, um – Yeah, and the way we deal with that, like, we just, like, kind of, like, have to just brush it off and just keep going and know that, like, we're help- we are helping people and these people need probably our help. 
<laughs> if exactly. They're, if they're reaching out to us. So how do you deal with that? Well, that's what I was kind of getting at is like for every negative thought that you could have for yourself or that some random person you've never met may post on your wall, you know, whatever these fears are that we have about being visible, that's like such a small percentage compared to all the other people that really like what you're sharing and really want to be inspired by you and are probably making changes in their life unbeknownst to you because, you know, not everyone so I think it's just really important to remember why you're doing the things that you are and, and all the people that whose lives would be unaffected and un, um, unfulfilled if you weren't doing yeah. what you're doing. It's so oh, true. It's Such so a good. good message. Yeah. Kimberly, what's like the coolest thing you've learned lately? So you have this training day. Like I'd love to know that. Like I don't know. Something, oh, my gosh. It, it doesn't even have to be business-related. Anything. Sure. So I'll give you – I'll give you two things. Um one thing is I'm diving really headstrong into click funnels right now because oh. <laughs> I'm working on my sales funnels and wow. I really love nerding out on new processes and like new tools. Mm-hmm. So I've just been working through some courses that I have related to that and it's really fun because it gets you reinvigorated about your business and makes you feel like you're back in the early days just hustling and all you want to do is work on that one thing. Yeah. So that's been really fun. And then um, a little bit more on like the mindset side of things. Um, I've been reading a book that focuses a lot on the masculine and feminine roles in relationships. And I think that's really interesting because as the creator of the bold life movement, I'm like a very assertive woman, Mm -hmm. but I'm also very feminine. So I'm trying to understand like how to balance, you know, being that masculine person in the business, but then also bringing my femininity to it. And then in relationships, being able to like dial down some of the masculine to get the benefits of being more feminine. So that's something that I've been um, slowly fusing into parts of my my copy and my business, but then also more in my personal life. I love that. Oh, relationships are so interesting. And when you start to learn about them, you're like, holy shit, like what? Yeah, human (laughs) psychology, so interesting. Wow, that is so super cool. So... I love that you, you know, you found this thing that you're so super passionate about in the bold life movement and you went and you, you kind of took the leap and you followed it. What do you say to people who might have an inkling? They might think that they found something they love, but they just don't know what to do next. Like what, what's the first step these people could take? I think that the first thing you can do is sort of market test it, you know, um, yes, it's good to tell your friends and family because they know you best. So they know they can probably speak to whether or not you actually have the strengths to follow through on something like that. And hopefully you have people in your life that would be really honest with you. Um, but then gentle as well, but also like looking for people who fit the mold of the type of audience you'd want to serve. You know what I mean? If you have a, a particular message that, that you think the world needs to hear, well go find people that fall into that bucket and, and see what they think, see if it lands because you know, I'm sure you guys are aware of this. Like you don't create a product and then ship it if no one has mm. a need for it. So make sure there's a need first. Yeah, yeah really good advice. advice. Definitely good advice. And I think um, 
the whole like telling your family and friends thing like that's a great place to start as well like get, getting a feel for it yeah <laughs> and getting used to talking about it too yeah. like I think that yes. was such a big because it is it is such a hard thing when you're like I like when you mentioned that before about oh the name like I remember like our name is ridiculous like what the hell are the Merrymaker sisters <laughs> and like I remember thinking oh people are gonna think we're so lame <laughs> didn't you guys change it at one point and then change it yeah. back yeah, we yeah, started yeah. with Merrymaker, then like moved it to like fit, healthy, made or something boring and like normal, <laughs> and it's like went back to the weird thing. So lucky we did that. Yeah. Stick with the weird, definitely. <laughs> um, Kimberly, how important is it? Like you know, when you're doing, you have your own business, especially online. How important is to really nurture those real life relationships? Like, because you can get kind of lonely working on your own. Oh my God, totally. I actually have a daily checklist of things, a lot of which are part of my morning routine, but some aren't. And one of the things I added recently was laugh, which sounds ridiculous. Like, how could you not laugh every day? But if you work alone and you're on a computer and you don't have interviews or coaching calls or whatever your business may be, you can easily go a whole day without interacting with other people. So. I think it's really important to prioritize getting FaceTime with people and also mm-hmm. FaceTiming or Skyping, like video Skyping mm-hmm. your biz besties that are like in yeah. different cities or different countries really, really helps. Yes. And- yeah, it's super fun. I have a standing call every Thursday with a mastermind partner of mine, and it's probably one of the most consistent things that I do. And it's so fun. We each appreciate it so much. That's so That's good. Such a good, good idea. Advice. I mean, some it's it's so weird. You put off these things. It's like even seeing your friends in real life. Like you put it off because like, I don't have time. I don't have time. And then when you do it, you're like, oh my gosh, I feel so good after yeah, speaking sure. with that person. And yeah, you've got to remember to just schedule it all in. Yeah. Well, along that same note, though, I think when you focus on something like your own business and, you know, something that takes this much of your time and is so important to you, you start to learn to say no to the things that aren't as fulfilling. So you sort of start to weed people out Mm -hmm. that you're not as close with and maybe aren't on the same path. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, saying no is so like it's empowering almost. It's like, no, like I want to do this. I don't want to do that. And that's, again, like a muscle you just need to practice. Yeah, for sure. I think boundary setting was something that I was first exposed to like 2013 from from a business perspective. I had friends that said no to me a lot. Mm. (laughs) And I was like not running a business yet and really didn't understand why they didn't want to go hang out all the time. (laughs) And now that they're insanely wealthy and successful, I'm like, oh, I get it. I get it. Okay. Funny. And we're still very so interesting. What's the biggest challenge that you've had throughout your bold life movement business experience? Ooh, I think trying to fit a mold or trying to do what other people have done that have been successful. It's it's really really hard to stay true to your brand vision and that's why I'm like super focused on helping other people make sure that they do that because it's something I personally struggled with. Interesting. So how do you do that? Like, how do you find your authentic self and how can you put that out into the world? I think that it's really important to like understand what your desires are for the business, but then also understand what your desires are personally Mm -hmm. and then kind of like mesh those with who you're trying to communicate with or, or reach out to. And I'm speaking from a very uh, coaching perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that this mm-hmm. could apply to other businesses, but I typically work with people who have personal brands. Yeah. So, 
you know, making sure that if something ever feels misaligned or if you read your copy and you're not excited about Mm -hmm. it, throw it out. It's not going to bring the right people in. And I think that that's like the first step you can take is look at the copy on your site, the copy in your ads, in your newsletters, and just make sure that whether you wrote it or you hired someone to write it, that you actually like what it says and how it feels. Oh, that is the best advice. For we, copy, yeah, yeah. For copy especially. Like, I freaking love that. We went through, like, a funny stage where, like, you know, we're reading lots on copywriting, taking mm-hmm. in lots of things from all these experts and stuff like that, and it just didn't feel right. And you know what? The, like, what we were trying to do wasn't as successful as when we just write from totally what, like about the product, about how excited we are about the thing. So funny, it's isn't really it? It's really odd. Is, yeah, it is really funny. Um, Kimberly, do you like follow your intuition, gut feelings, or are you like more in your head, or is it like a combination of heart and head business leading? <laughs> I would say I'm definitely intuition driven, yes. both in business and in life, yeah. which some of my um more systems minded friends yeah. <laughs> you know would would say isn't the best approach but to be honest like so much of my success and my network is based off of being you know feelings driven and being able to connect with people easily and so i think that i wouldn't have been able to do that if i was like so much in my head and not just being genuine and heartfelt about everything that I do totally agree and how like for someone who's like you know they've heard that gut feeling that intuition talk but they Mm. don't know how to like notice it or follow it like what would you suggest to them like how do they start to figure that out so I think that one I'm like I'm getting excited thinking about it but like one way (laughs) to really recognize when something piques your interest and if it's worth pursuing is like look in your body. And if you're excited or if you're nervous or if you're scared, follow it. I'm not saying you need to like make a business out of it, but explore it, respect it, give it some attention and see what that means. Because just like when I thought of the bold life movement and I was like really excited, but also really scared. Mm. Um, that was, that ended up being the right move for me, you know, similarly, Uh, about a month or two ago, I think it was in July, I wrote an article for Huffington Post and it was my first one. And it was totally separate from what my business is about, but it was all about sex and, and like being able to draw boundaries and say no in a sexual context. And like what drove me to write that article was really personal and really scary, but I felt like that is how I know I'm supposed to do it. And all the people who Mm. responded to it were, you know, so supportive. And I was just like, I needed to write that. And these people wouldn't have had the space had I not. Ah, so true. That's amazing. Long-winded answer for you, ladies. Sorry. No, it's good. (laughs) It's really cool. And like, it's, it is such a, you know, when you do talk to people, because we go on about it too, like, you know, follow your gut feeling, your your intuition. And then someone will be like, oh, I don't know. And I I remember thinking Mm -hmm. that too, but it is like those feelings and, and it doesn't necessarily need to be like an amazing, overwhelming feeling. It can be a horrible feeling, but it's like telling you, no, that's where you're nervous. Like that's where you're a bit worried, but that's where the magic happens. Yeah. I think that the important thing is to be able to discern between, oh, this makes me uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and I'm excited. Mm -hmm. And, oh, this just makes me uncomfortable. You know, like we're talking about reading our own copy or something and it not sitting right. That's a different type of discomfort than, oh, I'm just nervous about what people think. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, trying to, it's really about awareness and like trying to really figure out what those feelings mean and like what does, yeah, it's so interesting. It's just practice, isn't it? 
Totally. Yeah. I think that cultivating a self-awareness is like one of the most important things that an entrepreneur can do because then you are so much more decisive in your business. Mm -hmm. You are less wishy-washy with the things that the decisions that you have made in the past. And uh, it just helps you like, you know, understand where you want to be going. Mm, So true. Now you mentioned morning rituals a little like a few minutes ago and that kind of like, I always like get interested a bit about what people do in the morning. So I, I know love I love hearing people to tell us what is your morning ritual? Like, what do you do when you wake up? Will you share with yours with me as well? When yeah, I finish? Of course. <laughs> um, so lately my morning routine has been, I attempt to wake up around six. I try and aim for six every day and I put ginger tea on and then I meditate for somewhere between like five and 15 minutes, depending upon which guided meditation I choose that day. And then I'll do some belief statements that I've written that are all about different areas of my life, just affirmations, essentially. Mm-hmm. Read them out loud, standing up, and and then I'll drink my tea while I journal. And usually I try and incorporate some yoga. Mm-hmm. And I want to say there's one other thing. I don't have my list in front of me right now. Oh, I walk my dog and listen to Tony Robbins. <laughs> Awesome. Love it. Sounds like a miracle morning. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. I can highly recommend. Yeah, yeah of course. Well, ours changes all the time. Well, mine is diff- like, I don't know. You have a different one to me. Like, yeah. I have a pretty, like, I you w- have a pretty routine. Yeah, one. My, I like wake up probably around 5.30, meditate, like to just like music and sit still for a little while, writing my gratitude journal, go to Pilates or yoga, grab a coffee. <laughs> That's part of the morning ritual, yeah. definitely. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and that's probably, I'm trying to think. Yeah, because I think, oh, and sometimes like I will swap between like gratitude journal and journaling, but mostly it's just like writing down three things that I'm grateful for. But yeah. yeah. Well, because like when I'm like, because sometimes I stay at my boyfriend's Dan Norris's house, so that's different <laughs> to like when I stay at home. But, yeah, um, it like messes when, with it. <laughs> yeah, it really does mess with your morning ritual. But like, I guess you just go over the flow as well. But like, when I'm at home, like I pretty much am similar to Carla, except I don't really do the gratitude journal. I did for a while. I yeah. stopped though. I probably should start that again. And I have like my affirmations written in my phone that I read over, and try and meditate, or just go to yoga and Pilates. And our studio is really good where it, it actually does incorporate meditation into the class too. But um, something that I've done and a different kind of ritual is with my boyfriend that we have like a Sunday ritual where we like kind of go through gratitude and like what we want to work on for the week and stuff like that. So that's been a good ritual too. I think rituals can be introduced like to every part of your life and like they're so good. Do you guys notice a difference in your days and then also like over the course of a few weeks or a month maybe depending upon how long you've been doing your routine between when you're not doing it and when you are like what that how different you feel heck yeah yeah. and it's like you don't realize until like so much time has gone and you're like what is different what have I done differently why am I feeling like this and then you realize oh I haven't been meditating I haven't been writing in my journal I haven't been doing that and it's like damn it (laughs) but it's good because then you realize and then you go back to it Especially the meditating thing, I think. Yeah. Like, they're just, like, sitting still and, like, being mindful. Because, like, I mean, it just helps you be more mindful throughout the whole day. For sure. When did you yeah. start meditating, Kimberly? Oof. I think maybe sporadically, like, a year and a half ago. Yeah. 
and more frequently over the past like six months. Mm. Yeah, it's just funny, like, and it just like everything you read about anybody who is successful, who's like you know following mm. their passion, following their dream, it pops up. Yeah, every time, without a doubt, meditation, mindfulness. Usually, also affirmations. Yeah, yeah. Usually, like, why do we resist it? Exactly. (laughs) Why do we resist it? Yeah, it's so interesting. And if it's not affirmations, it's like being like you know, setting your vision, like focusing on that, visualizing, or like goal setting. A vision board, or are you big on goal setting? I do have a vision board. Yeah, and I'm getting better about goal setting. Yeah. Yeah. How do you set your goals? Like what, like, is it like the kind of like big picture goals and then you break them down? Like how, like what's your process with that? Yeah, I think that the thing about my goals is that I sort of do them like visions or Mm. like visualizations. You know, I set the five-year goal, the three-year goal. Mm -hmm. And when I say goal, I mean, I'm describing what my ideal life looks like. Yeah, I like that. And so um, chunking backwards from those, that is where the goals come from. Mm. And so if, if, you know, a year from now I want to be speaking at such and such conference, then chunking backwards, that means I probably need to secure speaking spots at a local place, mm. maybe a TEDx talk or something before then, maybe another conference before then, and hosting meetups. So it's like that's how I get mm. my incremental goals. Oh, that's a that's a really good way to look at it. Yeah, and I especially like, that. like that's that kind of goal, like a speaking goal. It's like actually putting down, okay, I need to get this many before that that could probably happen. So yeah. it makes it more doable. For sure. I'll tell you guys a short story. Mm-hmm. That speaking example is sort of fresh because mm-hmm. I realized last year after a World Domination Summit, which was sort of the catalyst for me creating the Bold Life Movement, mm-hmm. um, I decided, oh, I really want to speak at WDS next year. And yeah. that was it. I just put it out there and didn't think how I was going to make it happen or anything. But then fast forward six months later, I was able to connect with Chris Gillibo. And then a month or two after that, he invited me to come host a Spark session there. And, you know, what do you know, a year later, I'm speaking at a breakout session, a World Domination Summit. And I was like, this is so effing surreal. Like, I have no idea how I got there, but I need to replicate this. And so I need to be more intentional about these kinds of goals that I have. Yeah. Because it's like, so you had this goal, but you didn't really even be intentional about it, but it still happened because you had, you put it out there, the vision was there. So imagine yeah. what could happen if you had the steps. Exactly. Like allow some room for a little magic and yeah. don't be so concerned about the how, yeah. but also give yourself, give yourself, sorry, some incremental steps to like help you get there. Love, Love it. it. Such good advice. So freaking good. So, I mean, you've spoken about a few people. Is there anyone in your life and it could be you know when growing up or now that has been a really big influence for you and what you've created oof um I I have to give props to Chris Mm Gillibo I really do because I was not going to actually go to World Domination Summit last year Mm -hmm. for a few different personal reasons and there was just something about the combination of speakers and what was going on in my life at the time that after leaving the bold life movement was so clear in my mind Mm. and my entire life is different than it was last August. So being able to now have connected with him and go back to WDS again and re-experience like what type of opportunities are possible there. Mm -hmm. I just got to give mad props to him. Oh, that's awesome. so awesome. And yeah, live events, how they can be life-changing. 
It's like, oh, for sure. Yeah, so you'll look back on that moment and just be like, thank gosh I went to that event. Yeah, definitely. And, well, if we're going old school, I have to give it up to Tim Ferriss because four-hour work week mm-hmm. is what got me started back in 2013. So. Amazing. Yeah, he's kind of epic. Yeah. In case you have never heard that name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you've never Everyone heard of Tim go Ferriss. Him up. <laughs> give a little Google search. Um, yeah. It has been so super amazing chatting with you, Kimberly, and it's just been so much fun. I just feel like we've been on the phone, like, catching up. So. <laughs> I know. I love when we have these chats. Let's make them more frequent. Yeah, agreed. So we have one last question for you. But before we get to that, we would love you to tell our listeners where they can find most information about you online. Sure. So my website's called theboldlifemovement.com. And there you'll get access to all my socials, my free uh, audio training that describes exactly how I went from working my nine to five job to now running the bold life movement. And, um, what else is on there? Oh, you can get access to the podcast and join my Facebook group where I'm talking about the book writing process. So all sorts of good things Yeah. And all those links will be in our show notes. So go and check it out. Awesome. And Kimberly, the very last question is what is the one mantra you're living by right at this moment? Oh, the one mantra. Uh, it's tough. I have like 12 I read every day. <laughs> you can read them all out if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the one that's just sticking out to me the most right now while we're on the call is my business is growing at the exact rate that I can handle. I think that that's really important to internalize because it's so easy to compare yourself to other people and compare yourself to where you think you should be. Mm-hmm. And when you look back at what you've achieved often, not just me, but most people, when you really look back at what you've accomplished, it's pretty impressive. So I think it's good for people to just like give themselves a pat on the back and give themselves a little props. So I think that my business is growing at the exact rate that I can handle is my current mantra. That is so freaking good. And not only for business, but for life in general. Like it's like I'm at the exact right spot that I can handle in my life. So that's a great mantra. Mm. I'm going to use that one. Thanks, Kimberly. (laughs) Oh, you are quite welcome. I've got 12 more where that came from. (laughs) (laughs) I want them all. Uh, We're so super grateful for your time. And thank you so much for just hanging out and chatting with us and sharing all your amazing knowledge and inspiration with us and our listeners. You're so welcome. I can't wait to come over to Australia and connect with you guys in person. Thank you so much to Kimberly for coming on the show again and sharing, sharing, sharing so much amazing inspiration and knowledge with us and our listeners. It was so much fun chatting with you. If you guys loved the episode as much as we did, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And remember to subscribe over at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash biz. That's B-I-Z because then we'll send you emails every single week of all the new episodes. Have the best day ever. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.